Good morning, Elijah. Good morning, Mark. How was your week? Uh, it was good. Um, you ready to, to, to bust some myths? I am. I love busting myths. My name is Adam the Savage. My name is uh, Jamie the Heineken. Jamie, Jamie Heineken. That's, that's the dude's name. I'm pretty sure. They, yeah, Mythbusters ended, um, I think, like, oh. a year ago or something, but it's back, baby. We're back. I forgot that Mythbusters fake ended before it re- got rebooted as a, as a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Our voices sound different now that we are in podcast form uh, because you can't see our faces and you didn't realize we were this young. Yeah. But it's me. It's me, Adam, and that's my pal Jamie over there. He's got uh. his... Uh, his Mustache and his weird hat. I'm Jamie. I'm super serious. I'm not the goofy one. Oh, I wear graphic tees. Ha ha. <laughs> My hat is so cool, and I have a goatee. That actually sounds like Jamie Heineken. I am Jamie Heineken. That's a good Jamie Heineken impression. You should be Jamie Heineken for Halloween. Well, that that's over. Next year, I will be. I'm Jamie Heineken. Nah, science. Ah, crazy, <laughs> crazy special effects stuff. Adam's too cool. I'm just so square. <laughs> hey, we're not really going to talk about Mythbusters this episode. No. We, we don't bust myths. We bust magic school buses. We, we bust ants. Yes. But the first line of this episode could fool you into thinking that... This episode's not about ants, because the first line of this episode was, bees, bees, we want bees. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I, I remember that, Wanda and, that and like, that. momentarily I was like, wait, did the name of this an- this episode is Gets Ants in the Pants. Is this secretly yeah. about bees? Well, the last episode talked a lot about bees, and I was kind of hoping we were going to learn more about them. Not today, you no, about ants. Just ants. Just ants. This was a fun episode. I did like this episode. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it's fun. I learned a few things. And it reminded me of one of my favorite movies, A Bug's Life. I actually thought about A Bug's Life in this, too. That's a really good movie. I, I think it's one of the better Pixar movies, but nobody ever thinks of it. I definitely think that it's an underrated Pixar movie. Uh yeah, it's one of the better ones. It's the best. Oh, you're going. It's actually probably the best movie of all time. Mm, I'm not going to take that hard of a stance, but I will say it is quite underrated for Pixar movies. It's the best. Yeah, but this episode is not a bug's life. It is an ant's life. We're learning about ants today. Um, <clears throat> yeah. At the at the beginning of this episode, it's it's a science fair, right? Yeah. They're they're trying they're to decide for. what they want to do for the science fair right and so they're coming up they're trying to come up with all these ideas the theme is animals that live together um and they so da is like some animals live alone but some live together in groups called communities and so that's what their science fair project i guess is supposed to be about i don't remember any projects any science fair projects in elementary school where it was like the whole class works on one fraud, on one project. I don't think we had any science fair projects in elementary school. Yeah, I don't think we did, actually. There was that one in fourth grade where we had to invent something. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't remember this. Tell me about it. <laughs> actually, now that I think about it, I don't remember it either. But I remember like trying to figure out what to invent and being really discouraged because everything was already invented. Hmm. No, not everything. Um, no one has invented... Oh, man, you're right. I couldn't think of anything that hasn't been invented. Everything has been invented. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that sad? Nothing new will ever... What a bummer. Nothing new will ever happen. What a bummer. You're right, because flying cars are still not like a thing yet, but... But they'll never happen. They were going to... Yeah, they wouldn't. They won't, because if they are going to, it would have happened by uh, that Back to the Future year that everyone got upset about on Facebook or whatever. That was this year. Yeah. Oh, it was? Yeah. No, it was last year. I'm pretty sure it was this year. It's 2015. Mm, you know what? We'll check and come back. 
but I'm pretty yeah, sure it was this, this year. Oh, man. Where's... Oh, yeah. Magic School Bus. That's the show we talked yeah. about. So everyone is kind of talking about different things uh, to do for the science fair. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, yeah. Keisha... I was trying to remember what everyone was, was trying to, like, do for the science fair, and I forgot. Right. Yeah, I don't remember the specific um, ideas that anyone really had. But Keisha walks in... And she's following an ant. And, yeah, she comes in. And she's like, we have a very important visitor. And it's an ant. Keisha's kind of a weirdo, but she's still probably my favorite student. Keisha's pretty cool. I was so excited that this was finally a Keisha episode. Yeah, it was refreshing. Um, it was a good one. It's also an episode full of Carlos puns. Um, yeah, which, there were way too many of them. We had been missing Carlos puns for a while. Um, but when Keisha walks in the room, Carlos was like, Keisha, we don't have time for antics. Um, get it? There, there's an ant. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I need to ask, like, are you going to go through every Carlos pun that he makes in this episode? Do you have them all written down? I have a bunch of them written down. Um, all right. Well, this is going to be a long episode, <laughs> but I do, I do want you to say all of them. All right, I will I make like sure. We owe it to Carlos. Um, so let, let's keep track. That was that was one, antics. That was one. Yeah. Um. So oh, man. so the ant is walking to the classroom, and it walks right up to Arnold's mallow blaster and just starts eating it. No, Arnold's not going to like that. He loves his mallow blasters, which kind of look gross. Yeah, we actually saw a mallow blaster in this episode, and it was like. It looks like an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, but I guess it's marshmallow in the middle. Yeah, I don't. It's like a. It's like a. Um, if a s'more hadn't been cooked. Yeah, and yeah, it just looks not good. Yeah, nobody really likes marshmallows. Can we all just agree on marshmallows are not good? We don't have to make them anymore. We can get rid of them. It's fine. Like we can give them to people who want to like do something while they're out of fire, but don't eat them. Don't lie to yeah. yourself. Yeah, they're good for making, uh, you know, structures out of with the spaghetti noodles and marshmallows. Have you ever played that game? Um, I think I did it with um, toothpicks, but not spaghetti noodles. Oh, well, spaghetti noodles are harder because they are more brittle. I guess, but they, they're longer, so they would break easier. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's more difficult. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that they're like, <laughs> they're harder, as in like, no, no, it's more the hard. Game is harder. All right. Well, anyway. Anyway. Um, Keisha says that they should do something ant-related for the science fair. Yeah. Um, well, because according to DA's research, where you find one ant, there's usually more. So uh, that I guess that fits their theme of animals that live together. Um, but what could they do with ants? A, a mural? A model? That's what they're, they're trying to figure out what their actual project will be. And uh, Liz, in the meantime, is fooling around with Miss Frizzle's camera. And so, oh yeah, Phoebe's like, at my old school, lizards weren't allowed allowed to make movies, which is kind of messed up. Why can't lizards make movies at your old school, Phoebe? But then again, at our school, lizards also weren't allowed to make movies. I do not think that that was explicitly stated in the in the handbook for our school. I guess that's true. It's like an Airbud situation where like there's no rule against it. <laughs> Oh man, the next Airbud movie should be a lizard entering a film festival. I'd w- I'd make that. That would be amazing. I'd watch that. That would be great. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a dumb rule, Phoebe. But so they do decide to make a movie about Keisha's aunt, and uh, Keisha's gonna be the director. And I think Keisha's gonna do a great job. Keisha, um, Carlos, really Carlos, and Phoebe are designated the the co writers of of the script. Carlos says that he wants it to be an, about an ant that has a long nose, um, like an elephant. Oh, my. Oh. That is that is Carlos pun number two. My favorite moment of the episode, I don't remember if it was this moment or another pun later, but he makes some pun, and everyone in the class, because, you know, in unison, they always go, Carlos, but this time they go, Carlos, stop. And it was so funny because they all said stop in unison. Um, yeah, like, I think about five puns in, they were like, just, just stop it. We get it. Ant is in a lot of words. Oh, man, we haven't even left for the school, the field trip yet. 
and he's already two in. He's two in. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, they designate Miss Frizzle to do the costumes because she like snaps her fingers and her her dress turns into an ant dress. Yeah. Since she's like a wizard or whatever. Like her dress had been like flowers and stuff, but she snaps her fingers and ants show up on it, which is kind of scary. I guess she was still wearing her dress from the last episode where they were oh, talking about flowers. I guess so. Does this episode happen the same day? I don't know. Elisha, how weird would it be if um if like we were hanging out and I snapped my fingers and there were ants on your clothes? <laughs> on my clothes? <laughs> on your clothes. <laughs> Real ants or like pictures of them? I mean either. I think that would that would scare me either way. Okay, well, you wanted me to give you a real answer of how weird okay. it would be. Ants on your clothes. Real ants on my clothes. Pictures of ants, let's that would, say. Mark, that would be 12 weird. Okay, I will write that down in my in my book. Yeah. Okay. So, Miss Frizzle's, so, Frizzle's the costumer. Liz is working right. the camera. Um, yeah. And then everyone else kind of is just like, you know, helping, I guess. Yeah, they're just grips, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and well, they still don't have a premise for their movie other than ants, and that's what the whole episode is about, yeah. is them trying to figure out what it's going to be. But so the ant walks outside and they like follow it and um they're filming it. And so it leads them to more ants, just yeah. as DA predicted. DA said that the ant is going to tell the other ants about Arnold's Mallow Blaster. Yeah. Um, Which is true. Yeah, right? that's something that ants do. They leave like pheromone trails um, for other ants to follow back to food. Yeah, yeah. They 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 send a little pheromone message, which is it's just a chemical that they release, right? Yeah. Um. And so it's like they they're communicating with their sense of smell. Um, but they'll be like, "Hey, I found some food. Follow me." Have you ever um, in science class in high school? We had a, we did this experiment where we like we, each person was given an ant and a pen, and we could like draw a circle around the ant and it would follow the circle, because like if you like if you have a big pen, that pen has like a similar smell to the pheromones the ants leave out. I don't think I ever did that. That seems cruel, and I have questions about it. Okay, give give me the questions. Where? I remember some of this. <laughs> Well, really, the only question I have is, where did they get the ants? I think um, this teacher just, like, I don't know. It's like B-Y-O-A. <laughs> he probably just, like, left food out overnight, and then the ants showed up, and he was like, oh, you don't know what you signed up for. So you, like, put the ant on a piece of paper and then draw a circle around it? Yeah. Or just, like, you could, and like... the ant doesn't want to leave the circle? No, it would just follow the circle around in the circle. That's horrible. You could also, like, write a word, and it would just, like... Just follow the word. That's really fascinating, and I want to do that now. Do it. I'm pretty sure it's Bic pens, but I think it might... It's like one brand of pens you can do that with, and it's fun. Hmm. Do they actually use, like, ant pheromones in the ink or something, or is it just a coincidence? I think, it it's, just a, I think it's just a coincidence, and it might be just a certain color of, of that pen. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but it, it it was fun. That's weird. Well, anyway, uh, Keisha kind of gets upset because she, her little ant friend, um, she can't pick him out from all the other ants now. So, uh, they, she's lost her little ant, but there, um, DA observes that the ant is telling all the other ants about Arnold's Malblaster. They're going to get more food. So Ralphie, Ralphie (laughs) suggests that they make their movie a Western. Do you remember the title that he suggests for the Western? Um, no, I, I'm surprised I didn't write it down. What was it? Okay, well, it's great. It's Food Dude. Food Dude? Which seems like a great title for a Western. It is, like a, like a guy who, like, cooks in the saloon in a Western. Yeah, which I don't know why he decided, because the ants were going to get food, that that meant it should be a Western. I think that, like... He thought of the word food dude and then somehow got that it should be a Western out of that. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, dude ranch is a thing, right? Oh, yeah. Which is like a cowboy thing. Yeah, so maybe the movie is. should be about a guy who makes food in a, in a ranch. Yeah, 
with ranch dressing. Yeah, I like this. I like where this is going. This is good. This is good stuff. Um, oh, and I have a confirmation. Um, Keisha's catchphrase, we wondered about this in a previous ex- episode. Her catchphrase is, oh, bad, oh, bad, oh, bad, bad, bad. Okay. And because I always get hers, Wanda's hers and Wanda's confused. Wanda, Wanda's yeah. is, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Right. They're very similar. And their characters are honestly pretty similar, too. I think, yeah, I guess they are. Because Wanda's usually, well, I don't know, Wanda's usually, like, pretty intense. But in this episode, Keisha's pretty intense. Yeah. So. Wanda's more... This could have been a Wanda episode. It might as well have been. Wanda is more annoying, though. Yeah, I agree. Um. Anyway. So, um, yeah, they're still, like, filming the anthill, and they haven't even gone on the field trip now. Yeah. But now they are going to go on a field trip. So... Uh, it's field trip. It's field trip time. The bus is going well, to shrink. Surprise! B- so Arnold, so Miss Frizzle is like, "Let's get in the, in the bus." And Arnold's like, "Oh no, not another field trip!" And Carlos says, "He's observant." No, no, that that happened. No, um, I can double check, but I think it happened. Observant would be a good villain for Ant Man. It would also maybe he's just a a guy that knows his secret identity, hmm, and just follows him around him. like a spy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He doesn't really pose a threat. He just follows him. It's just kind of harmless. Yeah. Um. So, so observant. So they get in the bus, and uh, the bus turns into a mallow blaster. Yeah, it does. This is Carnal. Carnal. <laughs> this is Arnold's dream. This is a dream come true for him. Um. It turns into a gross-looking... It's a mini Mallow Blaster because it's small enough for the ants to, like, pick it up. Right? Well, you know that, that ants are, like, super strong, right? How strong are they? Um, Ants can lift up to 20 times their body weight. That's a lot of... that. That Yeah, that's a lot. I can't do that. Yeah. I mean, like, can you imagine... Yes, I can. I can't imagine. Okay, good for you. But that's still impressive. That's like the equivalent yeah, I can't of like pros my body weight. That's like the equivalent of like me picking up a car. That is. That yeah, is. Yeah, that's why Ant Man's powers are cool. Yeah. Because he has like the proportional strength of an ant, right? I don't know. I don't know if that's actually his thing. Yeah, because like when he like shrinks down, his body weight gets less. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. That um, movie was better than I thought it would be. Anyway, not as good as A Bug's Life, though. Nothing is. It's the best movie. Nothing. Um, Let's see. Where were we? Well, they've turned into a mallow blaster, and Keisha says that... Uh, oh, yeah, so she says the movie should not be about a forger ant, which is the ants that uh, go around looking for food. Yeah. Because she wants more drama and excitement. Although, I mean, like, if an ant is, like, picking up food, that's pretty impressive. Like, that's pretty big. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, she's pretty picky about who can be the hero of this story. Yeah. I I think a forager ant would honestly be the best bet because they're out there on the front lines doing the hard work. Um, Um, But anyway, it's not good enough for Keisha. Yeah, nothing's good enough for Keisha. So uh, they they carry the ants to the anthill. Um, Mm -hmm. No, the ants carry them to the anthill. Right. Um, and then they kind of like just leave them there. I forget why. I guess they turn back into a bus. Um, yeah. Well, well, Keisha takes charge and she's like, we're going to go inside. But she runs toward the hill and then she sees all the ants and they're like. Yeah. Just like I mean, that. Basically and, just like that. Yeah. They make that exact sound. That was actually a recording I played from the episode. Um and and then she freaks out and goes back and she's like ants are scary we can't do this um but these ants are the guard ants right yeah um their job is to protect the hill from threats yeah and they just kind of like stand by the hill and just like sniff at everyone that walks by and by sniff i mean they use their antenna to smell for pheromones right and they Carlos uh, has a pretty good title for the movie if they decide to make it about guard ants. He says they should call it The Guardfather. Yeah, no, I like that one a lot. Yeah, um, that, that's good. You know that, You know what else um, Carlos said about The Guard Ants? What? He said he want, 
he said that the guard ants want to know if they're wearing the same deodorant. Um, cause like they're checking for smells and deodorant makes you smell good. Um, but like it's not deodorant, it's pheromones. Um, sorry, I'm just really angry about that joke. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I don't like. I like watching you struggle. I was. I was wondering if that joke had like just taken you out. I was waiting for you to go, Elisha, Elisha, but you didn't. I'm a professional. Um, <clears throat> I, will, I will cover for someone who's who I who has just disappeared. That's good. You're you're great. Show must go on. So uh, the answer, smelling them like to make sure that they're cool, right? Yeah. Because Miss Frizzle says the ants don't understand words, but they do understand smells, as we already talked about. Also, the ants um, have pretty bad eyesight, um, so like they don't check and see if you look like, look like an ant. They just want to know if you smell like an ant. Oh, they're like zombies. You can just cover yourself in guts, and they can and they they can't tell you that you're not a zombie. Yeah. So um, ants are just like zombies. I've always thought that. Uh, I have proof. Just like just like Glenn in well, The Walking Dead season one, um, Miss Frizzle kills an ant and rips out its guts and smother and covers it all over the class. Yeah, this was the last episode of the Magic School Bus, and I understand why it was pretty shocking. Um, no, we're kidding. She just ha- she like the the bus like just showers them in some ant smell. Yeah, and it works, and they get to go inside. Yeah. Um. So there there's ants everywhere inside. They're they're like crawling in these lines, going all over the place, and it looks like a very organized process. Because ants are smart. Sort of. They're not smart. They just kinda know what to do. They're not smart individually, but together they have a well oiled machine going. Yeah. The ants are like they work as a team really, really well, which is kind of what this episode is about. Um, but they like, they know what to do and they know what needs to be done and they just do it. It's pretty cool. Right. They're, um, often considered a super organism, which is kind of not really a thing. It's not actually a type of organism, just kind of a concept, but it, um, it's basically just a group of individual organisms that work together for one common purpose, which is survival generally. But, um, so it's like an organism made up of smaller organism. Um, the colony of ants acts as it as an organism, and it's kind of like the um, the ants, like the different roles of the ants, which we'll learn more about. Kind of serve as different body parts. So um, and they and they all divide up the work into their highly specialized ways. And one member, like one ant, couldn't really survive on its own. Maybe it could for a while, but it couldn't you know, do the ant way of life without all the other ants. They they kind of depend on each other and they work. Um, they do, they, they perform different roles. And so another example of a superorganism, uh, well, there's termite colonies are also considered a superorganism. But those are like, uh, those cool. are kind of the same as ant colonies, right? Yeah, it's pretty similar. I mean, termites, um, termites aren't ants. There are differences, but like they have a similar structure of colony. Yes. And beehives are pretty similar too. Yeah, that would also be a super organism. Yeah, I guess so. They um, and then yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say coral colonies are also considered a super organism. Oh, that's really interesting. I hadn't I thought, thought about that before. Because like coral, which I don't know much about, but coral isn't like an animal, but it, I guess it is like a um, like an organism. It's alive. Yeah, it is. Yep. That's interesting. I think there's another episode of Magic School Bus about ants and coral. Sweet. Well, two, those are two. Wait, there's another one about no, no, ants? No, 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 sorry. There's one about bees and one about coral. Okay. Yeah, I was hoping there would be one about bees because we, we talked about bees last time, but not like bee colonies. Yeah. I would like to learn more about that. It's pretty cool. They talk about honey and the bee dance. It's fun. <gasps> the bee dance. The bee dance. Um... um where were we? Uh, so they get in the colony, and they find um, they find some ants hanging out around some food. Right, and Keisha's decided that they need to learn more about the ant way of life, um, so that they can learn 
how to make this a really good movie. They're, it's method acting is what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and so they see they see some ants. Well, they see some that are licking themselves, and then there's also some that are sharing some food. And Ralphie thinks they're kissing, but they're not. They're just sharing food. You know what's Lady interesting in style. about ants sharing food? What's interesting about ants sharing food? That's Jamie how Heineken. that's how they like talk to each other. So like an ant will like pick up some food and just kind of like chew it and then spit it out and then hand it to their friend. Um, but when they chew it, they put their pheromones in it. When they give it to their friend, their friend will smell it and be like, "Oh, you're a guard ant. Cool." And then it'll just like that chew. That is awesome. Then it'll chew up some some food for itself and then spit it out. And the first one will be like, "Oh, you're a you're a forager. That's cool." I mean, it doesn't seem like the most efficient way to communicate, but it sounds like a lot of fun, and I'm willing to try it if you are. Um, okay. Well, we live in different cities, so tell you what. Yeah, I, we'll meet up sometime and do some food communicating. No, I mean, I can just mail you an apple. I mean, a, chew, yeah. a chewed up apple. <laughs> you know what's funny is I only, like, the food that I picture you eating is always apples. <laughs> I feel like that's all you eat. <laughs> um... It's not even... I like apples, but I don't eat them that often. I know. You ate them a lot in high school. I just... I think you were always eating a high, uh, uh, eating an apple in high school. I did eat apples a lot So I'm glad that that's the school. food you said. Yeah. Apples are great. You introduced me to Honeycrisp apples, which are the best type of oh, apple. Oh, and I've never gone back, Elisha. I've never gone back. They're so good. I just had one earlier. Um... So it, oh, it, so these these ants are chewing up food and they hand some food to Arnold. They do. Um, and little does he know, but the the ants are saying, "Hi, I am a forager. Who are you?" And he's like, "I don't want this food," and he just like throws it away. How does your yeah? But it's a mellow blaster. He he loves those things. Oh right, they it, gave him his favorite food. It is a mellow blaster. And he's like, "Yeah, I would recognize it in any form," but he still doesn't eat it because he's a jerk. So disrespectful. So sad. When you go to a different country, you eat the food they give you. Actually, just... no. I usually just find the McDonald's. Oh, okay. Do they have apples at McDonald's? They do, in the kids' meal. Oh, you're right. Apple dippers. Hmm, they're so good. Um, anyway, Ralphie thinks they're kissing. They're not. No, they're just talking. Um, but they still can't find a star for the movie. Yeah, they don't. Um, they don't think that ants eating is going to be very exciting so some ants pick up the class and carry them to these little tiny worms yeah it's like a stampede each ant picks up one student and it's a fun little ride um Um, i don't i don't really know why the ants do that i don't either i didn't really understand that part i don't think that that happens they carry them for a while yes but they, they, they they carry them to these little tiny worms um and someone says are they baby ants yeah, and they are. That is what they are. Yeah, they don't look like ants, but they are. They're they're larvae. Larvae, right? Yeah, larvae is the plural. And Carlos suggests a movie title, "Larvae: The Beginning," which is pretty good. I also like that Arnold has a lot, or Ralphie has a lot of good movie titles in his little brain. Yeah. Um. So it's it's pretty weird that they don't look anything like ants, but they are ants. They're kind of like Pokemon, I guess. Yeah. Kind of. That's their first evolution. Um, yeah, that's a way to think of it. Like they, they're an evolving Pokemon. Like this is like the, this is like the Pikachu, and an ant is a Raichu. Yeah, but it looks like more different than other Pokemon. Yeah, it's like the difference between Magikarp and whatever Magikarp turns into. Sorry, I'm not nerdy enough. Um, well, I should know this. That big blue one, you know. Yeah. Me and Elisha were vehemently anti-Pokemon uh, in our we were. elementary school. Then we, we then around middle school is when I I learned that Pokemon is a beautiful, beautiful world. I didn't learn it until college, but I learned it. I learned really, it. yeah. It's great. Anyway, so, so there are a bunch of ants that are just Pokemon. Like, go to the polls, kids. It's, it's too late. It's too late. I'm it's sorry. Too late. <laughs> Um, so the ants are picking up the larvae and just carrying them around. Um, and Miss Frizzle says that they're trying to keep the little, little, little guys warm. So they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll like bring them to a different side of the nest or, um, yeah. Yeah. Just like, just if it's warmer over there or, or colder, if it needs to be colder. 
Um, these are called nurse ants. Um, right. The ones that pick them up are called nurse ants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, hold on. Carlos has something to say about this. He says that they should make a movie about them. Um, oh gosh. And it'll be about Floor Ants Nightingale. That's not even good. Like that doesn't even really work because it's Floor Ints. I mean, it kind of works. I just he needs to stop. I'm getting upset. I was impressed that he knew who Florence Nightingale was, though. I guess. Oh man, but they uh, so the the larvae make these little cocoons, right? Are are the cocoons that they make called pupae? Yeah. Or or when they're in the cocoon, that's what they're called. No, the um. I have written down that the, the cocoons are called pupae or pupa. Yeah, if there's I believe that at least that's what Miss Frizzle says. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a pupa is one. They're pupae if there's more than one. No, Plurals. backwards. So, n- no. No, I guess you're right. right. I, I just wrote it down wrong. I'm correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm standing my ground on this one. So, and then, go ahead. Do you, Well, Phoebe asks a question. That's a great question. That we cannot get into in too great of detail. She asks, Miss Frizzle, where do ant eggs come from? Yeah, Miss Frizzle, where do Mark, babies come from? Mark, where do ant eggs come from? The queen, of course. Where else? The queen. Just the queen. Um, and That's Ke- all you need. The queen. Keisha hears about the queen, and she is super excited. Because, like, what, what better star for a movie than a queen? Right. That sounds like a pretty awesome movie. Like, name... St- uh, Elisha, I want you to name one good movie that doesn't have a queen in it. Uh, bu- oh, <laughs> Bugs Life does have a queen ant in it. A it specifically does. a queen ant. It really does. Oh, man. Uh, okay, uh, Ant-Man. I don't think Ant-Man has a queen. I guess it's not a good movie. Yeah, I guess not. That's the deciding factor. Yeah. Well, water... There. Well, before they get to the queen, water starts dripping from the ceiling. Um which is not a good thing to be happening in an anthill. And it's the tunnel a, starts caving in. It's not really a good thing to happen anywhere. Um, no, it's not. Because it's usually a sign any that... sort of structure. It's usually a sign that the ceiling's about to cave in. Yeah. Um, it's not, not good. No, not good at all. So, uh, well, I think we forgot to mention before now, but it was about to rain outside before this episode. Oh, was it? Yeah, someone had like mentioned that in passing. Oh. Well, that's good. That's good continuity. I didn't notice it. Um, but the rain destroys the nest, um, and everyone's like, "Oh no!" Not entirely. Yeah, there's just like one hole in the nest. Yeah. Um, but builder ants come and they repair the nest. Yeah, these builder ants are awesome. Yeah, they're um, pretty cool. They do a really good job. They repair it very quickly, and that's their role in the uh, in the colony. But I mean, Keisha's still not impressed by them. It's a little frustrating. These ants are doing really awesome things, and she she just wants to go find the queen. Yeah. So selfish. So they go and look for the queen, um, and they find the queen. Uh, the queen is the they biggest do. ant. She is the biggest ant. Like, and she doesn't, she's kind of gross looking. She's a, a very totally big honest. ant. She has a very large bum. What's funny is that in A Bug's Life, the queen is like a very small ant. Well, she's a normal-sized ant. No, the princess is a normal-sized ant. The queen is like like a little old lady. Yeah, she's a little old lady. Her bum was not big enough. No. Please please don't be critical of the greatest film of all time, Mark. No, I'm I'm just I'm just stating a fact. Um I I think probably reality has it wrong. You know what? And You're right. Life is correct. Let's um, rewrite reality. So the um the queen is the biggest the biggest ant. Um, and, and it, its only job is to lay eggs. That's her only job. I feel like the queen kind of has it easy, but I have never laid an egg. Me too. I think it's hard. It's, yeah, it's probably actually very difficult. It's probably not fun. Um, so, so she, Mark, her bum is just so big. It's yeah. a big bum. Keisha, Keisha finds out that the queen has a big bum and is very sad. <laughs> um because because as we all know movie stars don't have big bums you cannot have a big bum queen as the star of your movie that just will not work 
no, it, it it's a it's a sad fact of reality. Yeah, and she Keisha just pretty much gives up on the movie entirely at that point. Yeah, she's, she's just like, like I guess ants aren't interesting enough to make a movie about. She can't figure out which ant is most important. Yeah. Oh man, so she like walks outside and Phoebe follows her and uh, kind of talks to her and gives her a little pep talk. Um, and she kind of makes her realize that all of the ants are stars in their own ways. Just like um, just like all of the kids are star are important for the movie. Yeah. So so their movie will be about all of the ants and how they work together, which I mean that's what their the point of their science project was initially. So it, it seems intuitive that they would go in that direction, but uh yeah, she so Phoebe convinced her that you know, the queen lays all the eggs. Without them, without her, there wouldn't be any ants at all. But without the ants that brought the queen the food, the forager ants, I guess, there wouldn't be a queen. Uh, without the builder ants, the nest would be falling apart. They wouldn't have any shelter. Without the guard ants, the nest would be attacked. They're all important for the survival of the colony as a whole. They're all very important. Yeah, so so Keisha has her epiphany, and she's like, oh, okay, cool. We can make a good a good movie out of that, I guess, from the footage they've already gathered. Yeah, because once, um, once they decide what the movie's about, they just leave. Yeah, they do. But there's a mudslide. Oh, no. No, not a mudslide, because there has to be one last bit of danger after the character ha- goes through their little epiphany. Yeah. That's generally how these episodes go. It's Magical School Busters. What else would it be? Um, yeah. So they have to save the colony from the mudslide. So the the class finds a magnifying glass that they had left around, and they put it between the ant hill and the mudslide. Yeah, they lift it up and they make like a dam. Yeah. And they redirect the flow of the mud. And I thought that they were gonna do something that maybe they learned from watching the ants, like to save the day, but they didn't. They just lifted up a magnifying glass. Well, I think. That the idea was like they lifted it as a team. Um, oh, okay. They work together, and and ants also work together. Yeah, but one ant. Well, no, I was gonna say one ant could have lifted that magnifying glass, but that's just not true. Yeah, not not quite. <laughs> that's a little more than twenty times the weight of the ant. Um. So after they stop the mudslide, they're very happy, and it cuts to them presenting their movie at the science fair. Yay! Um, and Ke- and Keisha... we don't get to see the movie though. What? Yeah, no, we don't get to see the movie. Though. We only see the the finale, which is them blocking the the mudslide. Yeah. Um. So Keisha is like, I couldn't have done it without Arnold, and Arnold's like, I couldn't have done it without Wanda, and Wanda's like, I couldn't have done it without Phoebe, and like, and they just go down the line thanking each other. Um. Yeah. Because what's really important is teamwork. Yeah, but I I just don't think that everyone was invaluable to this uh to this field trip. Yeah, like what did Tim do for this field trip? <laughs> I don't know. He probably like provided them with some very important piece of information at some point and we just forgot about it. Yeah, that's probably true. Tim, good old Tim. But yeah, I mean they they learned about teamwork. It's good. Everyone's happy. Um well, um, Liz oh. Liz isn't happy. Liz is very upset that no one is thanking her. Yeah, she was the cinematographer. Like, um, that's that's literally one of the most important roles in a movie. It, I mean, you can't have a movie without film yeah. happening. Which reminds me of another question I had. Like, do the students watching this movie think that this is all just special effects, or were they like, "That's cool that they were able to shrink down and go into an anthill," or were they like, "That's a really good green screen that they used." I think that one of the kids in the crowd like turned to Miss Frizz and was like, "Wow, how'd you do it?" And she, Miss Frizzle, was like, "Teamwork," and like winked at the camera or something like that. Oh, that's not a good answer. No, it's not. Well, I mean, we did it. We made it through that episode. Do you want to talk about the producer segment? Um, yeah. So the the caller is mad that they only showed like a hundred ants when there are normally thousands of ants in an ant hill. That's a dumb complaint. They always are. Uh, the <laughs> the the kid is also mad that they don't talk about how there are thousands of different species of ants. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also mentioned that all of the ants shown were female. Um, in fact, almost every ant is a female, except for a few. A few males mate with the queen. Huh. 
Um, and then they, yeah. they also mentioned that pheromones are used for communicating communicating where food is and when to repair the nest. Yeah. Um, so what are the males? I mean, I, I tried to research this and I couldn't really find much out. Like, what are the males doing most of the time? They're like, they literally, like, they help the queen make the baby and then they die. Mark, how do they do that? Um, I think that they just kind of, like, leave and die on their own. Well, I meant, like, do they call the stork? Yeah, I mean, yeah, someone has to make all the phone calls for the queen. Otherwise, Is the there, like, a ant stork? Yeah, well, it's a very rare species of ant stork that brings them eggs. That's awesome. I would like to do, I would like to see a Magic School Bus episode about ant storks. Maybe one day. Maybe in the new series. Maybe so. Well, another important thing happens in the uh, in producer segment. What's that? Liz gets an Oscar. No, she doesn't. She just gets her recognition for. Uh, doesn't it, doesn't he like call the uh, the Oscars people? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like, like, hey, do uh, lizards qualify for best cinema cinematography awards? And like Liz is just super happy about that. Yeah, happy for Liz. Was there anything else we missed in the producer segment? I don't think so. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, what did you think about this episode? I really, really enjoyed this episode. It was nice to have yeah, a Keisha episode. It was a good one. And it's like, it's cool to have like a, I feel like this probably happens a lot more than I realize, but like the the plot of like what they're learning about is also like applicable to their own lives. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, um, ants have teamwork and we also have teamwork. Yay, teamwork. Yay, teamwork. That's great. Yeah, it was a fun episode. Um, did they I don't think they really got anything wrong. I don't think so, but they left some stuff out. Oh, really? Like what? Um, well, they did mention that ants can lift up to 20 times their their body weight, uh, which I mentioned because I didn't leave things out. Um, because you are a smart boy. I also saw a study, like I was wondering how how ants decide what to do with their life. Like how do we, how does an ant know <laughs> that it's a forager ant? Yeah. Um, and apparently there was this study that was done where the scientists took two groups of ants, um, and they made one group like they made sure that they were good at foraging, and made, they mm-hmm. made the other group like like bad at foraging. So like they would go out and find stuff and there wouldn't be anything there. Um, and apparently the the second group that was bad at foraging eventually just kind of quit and would start like being a nurse or being a guard ant or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing some reading too that like for the most part, they just pick what they want to do. Right. Yeah. But like if, if they're bad at it, then they, then they quit. Right. And also the, uh, the younger ants typically will work inside of the nest more. Oh really? So they'll be doing more of the food delivery and taking care of the queen and stuff. And, uh, even the builder ants, that's usually the younger ants. And then as they get older, they will be the guard ants and the foragers that are going outside and doing that kind of work. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we talked about pheromones. Um, and actually, the ants can also, um, not only can they communicate with it, but they can also like tell if another ant is from their colony by the uh, chemicals that are on their the outside of their body. But also the queen has her own specific... specific. I guess, uh, is a pheromone a specific type of chemical? Or is it is it better to say, like, the chemicals on on the body, like, on the outside of the queen's body, differentiates her from the other ants? I think that there are a bunch of different types of pheromones. Um, like, a pheromone yeah. is a type of chemical, and they, they all just smell different. Right. So, yeah. So that you can tell the queen by her smell yeah. if you're an ant. And you can tell other ants from your colony. And actually, ants will, like, go to war with each other. Like, ants from different colonies will go to war, which is awesome. Yeah, I was reading so, that ants can emit, like, propaganda pheromones to, convu- to confuse what? ants from other hives. That's awesome. So, like, an ant will, like, leave a pheromone trail like it's going towards food, but just go, like, in the middle of nowhere. So, like, uh-huh. an ant from another hive will, like, follow that trail and then just be like, wait a second, where am I? Oh, no, I'm stuck. <laughs> wow. I think that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. They, they like, there's a lot of competition over food sources and stuff like that. And even just if an ant from another colony invades, um, another colony's territory like they will fight each other they've been known to sting each other and bite each other just as much as they will other animals which they'll also attack like larger animals that pose a threat to the nest which has may have even happened to you if you've ever like stepped in an anthill and you just have ants like crawling up your ankle that's kind of a horrifying thing oh yeah that's definitely happened to me i'm pretty squeamish about ants well some ants are like so the ants in this were like foragers and they would just like eat whatever they could find but some ants like straight up hunt for other animals like th- yeah. there's a species of, of ants in the amazon that will build build a trap um that's like it go it'll go around like a branch on a tree but it like it has these little holes in it and ants will hide in in the trap and when like a bigger insect like a grasshopper will step on it they'll like jump out of the track the trap and attack the the grasshopper that's so cool yeah, it's, like, kind of cool. Like, kind of amazing. So, have ants ever been known to build giant fake birds to scare away grasshoppers? Like in the movie, the the hit film, A Bug's Life. Um, I mean, they must, because that movie is is the reality. They built a really realistic-looking bird in that movie. Yeah. Also, That's ants are normally much smaller than ladybugs. I guess not. But they're much smaller than stick people. Yeah. Well, ants range in size, like, a lot. Yeah. Well, okay, a better example is they're much smaller than grasshoppers. Yeah. Well, there's there's one kind of ant that I was reading about that, like, is, like, two and a half inches long. That's, oh, oh gosh, I don't like that at all. Yeah, that's pretty big. I don't like that. I don't like the I don't like the size of that ant. I don't yeah. like that. Um well, yeah, their bodies can also take like a really heavy beating. We've already talked about how strong they are, but there was a team of researchers at uh Ohio State that did a test to see like how durable their bodies are, and this is kind of like cruel, <laughs> but well, I don't know. Uh we can get to the philosophy of like ant ethics another time. But, uh, <laughs> so they like they set up a centrifuge and they glued the ants' heads to the centrifuge and and they spun it really fast. And so um, at about and the the object was to see like at what um, at what force their heads would be ripped off essentially. <laughs> so <laughs> they determined that at forces corresponding to 350 times the ant's body weight. That's when the um that's when their like neck joints would start to deform and stretch but they didn't actually like snap off until like over 3000 times their average body weight which is crazy oh my goodness like they are really strong you know what's weird now i wonder how much force it would take to rip off a human's head yeah i don't know i wish i'd looked into that i don't think that anyone's done that study but though here, let me glue my head to the centrifuge over here, and I will get back to you. Okay, just like shot when you die. Um, All right. While you're okay, doing that, okay. So I'm back. We paused the recording. I'm back. Um, I did the thing, um, and I I ripped my head off. Oh no! At about it was about 400 pounds. Oh, that's not very much at all. No, it's not. Mm, what a shame. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe try it again. Like just attach your head and see if you can get do better. Okay. All right, I get 600 that time. Oh, that's better. All right, good for you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, what, was he, what were you saying? I was saying that I also read a semi-cruel study about about ants. It wasn't actually for this Just episode. Semi-cruel. I think it was for a different episode. Uh, it, it's semi-cruel because uh, ants didn't die in this one. Um, but someone had oh, asked, good. if you dropped an ant off of the Empire State Building, would, would they die? <gasps> um, and... The answer is n- no, kind of. The answer is kind of no. Um, so when an ant falls from a big height, it like it will it won't fall very fast because there's so much drag on its body. Yeah. So like they um, the the friction of the air pushing up. Remember friction, the, the friction of its air of the air against its body is 
almost more than the friction of or the force of the gravity pulling it down. So it's not going to fall very fast. So it'll just like land on its legs and then keep on walking. That's amazing. I wish I was an ant so I could jump off the Empire State Building. Well, here's the thing about that though. Someone okay. someone tried to test this theory and they brought an ant to the top of a really tall building to drop him off. And when they got up there, the there was such a change in the pressure between the ground and the top of the building that the ants had that had exploded. <laughs> That's so sad. Right? So like an ant could survive falling off the top of the Empire State Building, but it if he it can't it survive to going to the top of the Empire State Building. How sad. That's really weird. Yeah. Well, um, you got any other info about ants? Um, no, not really. Cool. Well, I mean, I feel satisfied. I feel like I learned about uh, ants a lot. Yeah, I feel like I learned a, a, a good bit about ants. This was a good episode. We say that every time, though. Sorry. This episode sucks. It was bad. Here's the thing. This was a good episode, and there have been yeah, bad was. episodes before. We just don't really mention them. Yeah. This one was good. It was a, it was a better one. Even though it was bio, it wasn't really biology. It was like sociology. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like um, ecology. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It, it was something. Five stars. Yeah, five stars. Well, hey, Elisha, if someone didn't think that this episode was five stars and wanted to give us a correction, where would they send that? Oh well, we are on Twitter at bust the bus. Um, and also we, me and Mark both have our own separate Twitter accounts. Um, I'm at Elisha P. Smith. The P is for pheromones. Hey. That starts with a P, right? Yeah. It's one of those tricky ones. Um, (laughs) my name is, is Watlington Mark on Twitter. Um, and Mark Watlington off of Twitter. Um. (laughs) That's good. You should say that to everyone you meet. (laughs) Just how I introduce myself. Um. Uh, I was going to say that our parent network, Four Eyes Network, has an Instagram account where it's going to tell you when a new episode is released. Uh, yep. Not only of this show, but of the other shows on the network. Yep. Um, and that's a, that's about it. Elisha, um, what else do you want to say? I want to say that I just want you, as you go throughout this week, I just want you to do one thing. Well... More than one thing. I I want you to do three things. The first of which is I want you to take chances. I want you to make mistakes. And I want you to, to get messy. Get messy. Magic School Busters is a Four Eyes Network Productions. Four eyes for your ears. <laughs>